daily devotionals for the sacred assembly and biblical festivals. Day 24 by Andrew Tam. Daniel chapter 11 verses 21 to 45. The next to come to power will be a despicable man who is not in line for royal succession. He will slip in when least expected and take over the kingdom by flattery and intrigue. Before him, great armies will be swept away, including a covenant prince. With deceitful promises, he will make various alliances. He will become strong despite having only a handful of followers. Without warning, he will enter the richest areas of the land. Then he will distribute among his followers the plunder and wealth of the rich something his predecessors had never done. He will plot the overthrow of strongholds, but this will last for only a short while. Then he will stir up his courage and raise a great army against the king of the south. The king of the south will go to battle with a mighty army, but to no avail, for there will be plots against him. His own household will cause his downfall. His army will be swept away, and many will be killed. Seeking nothing but each other's harm, these kings will plot against each other at the conference table, attempting to deceive one another. But it will make no difference, for the end will come at the appointed time. The king of the north will then return home with great riches. On the way, he will set himself against the people of the Holy Covenant, doing much damage before continuing his journey. Then at the appointed time he will once again invade the south, but this time the result will be different. For warships from western coastlands will scare him off, and he will withdraw and return home. But he will vent his anger against the people of the Holy Covenant, and reward those who forsake the covenant. His army will take over the temple fortress, pollute the sanctuary, put a stop to the daily sacrifices, and set up the sacrilegious object that causes desecration. He will flatter and win over those who have violated the covenant. But the people who know their God will be strong and will resist him. Wise leaders will give instruction to many, but these teachers will die by fire and sword, or they will be jailed and robbed. During these persecutions, little help will arrive, and many who join them will not be sincere and some of the wise will fall victim to persecution. In this way, they will be refined and cleansed and made pure until the time of the end. For the appropriate time is still to come. The king will do as he pleases, exalting himself and claiming to be greater than every god, even blaspheming the god of gods. He will succeed, but only until the time of wrath is completed for what has been determined will surely take place. He will have no respect for the gods of his ancestors or for the god loved by women or for any other god, for he will boast that he is greater than them all. Instead of these, he will worship the god of fortresses, a god his ancestors never knew, and lavish on him gold, silver, precious stones, and expensive gifts. Claiming this foreign god's help, he will attack the strongest fortresses, he will honour those who submit to him, appointing them to positions of authority and dividing the land among them as their reward. Then at the time of the end, the king of the south will attack the king of the north. 
The king of the north will storm out with chariots, charioteers, and a vast navy. He will invade various lands and sweep through them like a flood. You will enter the glorious land of Israel, and many nations will fall. But Moab, Edom, and the best part of Ammon will escape. He will conquer many countries, and even Egypt will not escape. He will gain control over the gold, silver, and treasures of Egypt, and the Libyans and Ethiopians will be his servants. But then news from the east and the north will alarm him, and he will set out in great anger to destroy and obliterate many. He will stop between the glorious holy mountain and the sea, and will pitch his royal tents. But while he is there, his time will suddenly run out, and no one will help him. We must not lose sight of the main point of the prophecies of the Antichrist. It should lead us to greater love and fascination of Jesus. The darkness of the Antichrist is the backdrop on which God has chosen to display the beauty and brilliance of his Son. The choice between godliness and evil is partially veiled now, 2 Thessalonians 2 verse 7. At the end of the age, the Lord will reveal the true nature of the evil that is animating everything that is not of his kingdom. This will vindicate God's choice for Jesus to reign over all creation. There are striking parallels between the slain lamb and the beast, yet they are as different as light and darkness, life and death. We are called to choose and follow Jesus. See Joshua 24 verse 15. In Jesus the slain lamb, he came from humble beginnings in Bethlehem and Nazareth. John chapter 1 verse 46. The beast comes from non-royal lineage and starts as a little horn. Daniel 7 verse 8. Jesus ministers for three and a half years after receiving an unusual anointing from the Holy Spirit and authority from the Father. Luke 3 21 to 22. The beast rules for three and a half years after receiving unprecedented authority and power from the dragon. Revelation 13, verses 1 and 2. Jesus claims to be one with God and receives worship, John 8, 58. He fully demonstrates the nature of the Father, John 14, 9 through 10. The beast exalts himself as God and covets worship, 2 Thessalonians 2, verse 4. The beast expresses the fullness of Satan on the earth. Revelation 13, verse 2. Jesus fulfills the covenantal ordinance of sacrifice by laying down his life. Hebrews 10, 12. The beast rages against the holy covenant and removes the daily sacrifice. Daniel 11, 31. Jesus faces opposition over his kingship. He does not coerce anyone to submit, but intercedes for his murderers. Luke 23:34. The beast's rule is challenged, and he responds with rage, trampling down all who oppose him with cruelty. Daniel 11:44. After three and a half years of public ministry, it was the Father's will that Jesus' life was given as an atoning sacrifice for the sin of the world. After three and a half years, the Ancient of Days will proclaim judgment, and the beast will be killed. Daniel 11.45 Jesus is resurrected from death, 
bringing eternal life with him to those who believe. Hebrews 2, 14-15 The beast recovers from a mortal wound, but brings war and death. Revelation 13, 3 Jesus receives the eternal kingdom that will never pass away. Daniel 7, 14 He rules with the saints forever. The beast receives a kingdom, but it is destroyed by God's judgment. Daniel 11, 44-45 He is tormented in the lake of fire forever. Revelation 20, verse 10 If you would like to go further in depth in this study, read Revelation chapter 13. Pray with me now. Jesus, slain Lamb of God, there is no one like you. Worthy are you to receive the reward of your suffering, the love and worship of people from all tribes and nations whom you have redeemed by your blood. Help us see evil for what it truly is and for your people to freely choose the beauty of Jesus over the horrors of evil. Amen. Take a moment to reflect and invite the Holy Spirit to speak to you.